All right. You ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah. to dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man how do we make sense of it all well we probably won't be able to but let's go ahead and have some fun trying and we're back how's it going today i'm doing good yeah i'm jason kreidman i'm alan bush and this is dudes to dads That's right. the podcast for every dad out there <laughs> i mean every dad can really benefit from it i absolutely agree and we are seeing people from around the world now listening to that's us. awesome yeah i went Very to the exciting. i went to the statistics today cool no joke people from japan oh. cambodia what norway south africa i mean what? it's crazy yeah that's awesome no it is really cool that we're actually hitting people worldwide yeah like, that's you know, really exciting to see that kind of stuff I, I was waiting for some sort of like p diddy thing about blowing up or like being, <laughs> I don't know. um but yeah no it's pretty cool to kind of ex- to expand on you know the the audience that yeah. we're doing it's not just uh not california just, it's not just San Diego people. It's just it's not just my friends. <laughs> exactly. You know? Which you know it, 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 that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really it's a nice. lot nicer to be able to reach other people besides people you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Outside your field. Uh, and once again, we always welcome feedback, comments, suggestions. Uh, email us uh, podcast at dudes to dads dot com. That's right. And also at dudes to dads on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, dudes to dads com on Facebook. Right. And everywhere else, yeah. there's a dude to dads. Com. So we have a great agenda for today. Okay. I'm going to do a little bit of a rundown. All right. First, we're going to start with the battlefield. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about something that just kids absolutely love. On the and, battlefield. Yes. Okay. But, but parents don't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a little yeah. war going on there. Hence the battlefield. <laughs> uh, we do have a mailbag. Cool, and uh, I think you're going to read that one. So right. um, we'll we'll make sure that you can read it. Yeah, um, and then we have supercharge, and this is something for mealtime. Oh, okay. very interesting. Yeah, and we then we'll have a dad's debate. This was an article that I saw in the New York Times. Very, very uh, timely. There's a lot of activity going on with this subject, so I thought it'd be a good debate topic. Okay. And then we have not one quote of the day, but two quotes of the day. All right. Uh, from my favorite some e-cards. <laughs> the funny uh, <laughs> funny <laughs> things that are, they're always just humorous, and so there's nothing really serious about them today. Yeah. They're, they're just funny. <laughs> they're so. actually a competitor of a client. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well... All right, then I maybe no. They're great. I mean, they're wonderful. That's why they're competitor. Because like, oh, they're they're doing so well, you know. Yeah. The other thing too, I wanted to mention that uh, we are here in Southern California, but both Alan and myself uh, do consulting. That's right. Um, for very in in various you know elements, Alan can do consulting as a podcast assistant Mm -hmm. or technician or producer, however you want to do it. So you can contact us for that podcast at dudes dot com. And then as well for myself, now started doing speaking engagements. I'm also doing some other things related to being a dad and the transition for fatherhood. So if you have a company or uh, an organization and interested in bringing on a speaker, uh, I'd love to uh, 
come and check it out. That's actually uh, pretty exciting that you're doing uh, speaking yeah. engagements. Now. Yeah, it's cool. So, People have been contacting yeah, us now, so yeah. um, it's fun. It's it's something that you know I I obviously enjoy talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a problem. Um, but yeah, we have fun. I've got some some interesting things that you know I don't necessarily talk about here that we can talk about privately uh, in a a person-to-person manner. So, so yeah, give us a a shout. Podcast at dudestodads.com. We'd we'd love to hear from you. So, let's get started with the battlefield. The battlefield topic for today is sugar. 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 Baby. So, whether this is, you know, this is a battle because kids love sugar. I mean, adults <laughs> love sugar a lot, too. Yeah. So whether it's candy, treats, desserts, etc., I wanted to talk just a little bit about the battlefield that is dessert time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I see what you're getting at here. So this totally depends on your family. You know, sure. I mean, every family's different. They have different diets. Um you know, one of the things I've mentioned this before is, you know, we eat fairly healthy. We, we keep a fairly healthy home. We eat meals at home. So, you know, at the same time, you can't at least this is the philosophy both my wife and I share is, you know, we don't want to completely deprive our children of sweets in well, the sense. In the, yeah, it's kind of like that whole prohibition alcohol thing. Like, yeah. if, you don't, if you just deprive them of it, then they're going to want it more. And then when they do get it, they're going to get hit hard right. with it. We try not to keep too much in the house because I don't want them to deprive yeah. them of, like, they go to a party and they go out. I mean, you know, I want them to feel like they're able to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. And do that. What we have done, and this is a philosophy that I forgot how it came about, but we have used the philosophy of good food before bad. Okay. Yep. That's the that's the slogan. So it's not that you can't have bad food mm-hmm. or bad things for you. Yeah. And they're kind of learning at five and seven. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of sugar. It was funny. Uh, one of my son like turned over and said, hey, this has high fructose corn syrup in it. You know, and I was like, that a boy, you know, um, he's like, I'm not going to eat it, you know. Uh, but it also just to, to know that, you know, they can have it. it yeah. It's fine. But you, you do have to eat good food before bath. Sure. And that's sure. kind of, you know, something that we've done. So in our house, one of the things because the, 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 the way that the battle came up was every night for I, don't know, I mean, they we would eat and they said, OK, what's for dessert? <laughs> I was like, well, we're not having dessert. And then they would get upset and, and do that. So we established this this. I don't know what you would call it, but the idea that weekends are open for dessert. Okay. So on Friday and or Saturday nights, that's when dessert happens, mm-hmm. if it does. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I mean, you know, special occasions are different. I mean, you go yeah, somewhere right, or whatever. Right. Now, dessert can often be healthy, like, because I did talk about the Yonana. Yonana, yeah. Yonana, which right. is, is a great, you know, and the kids are fine with that. Like, yeah. that's, and that's a healthy dessert. Sure. Um, but, and, and we have swayed where it's like during the week, maybe there is something. But, you know, traditionally, I didn't grow up having dessert with my meal. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, some, you know, families have appetizer, whether it's a salad, they have the main course and then you have dessert. It's just part of the sure. process. You know, yeah. we have ice cream after dinner. We've got cookies, whatever it is. Yeah. That's part of the family meal. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really have that growing up. My wife, on the other hand, would have ice cream for dinner. <laughs> you know, she, you know, prides herself on that. That's kind of sometimes what they had. And oh. that's and that's fine. Yeah. So. 
that balance. But, you know, now eating healthier, both of us, it, it's kind of like, OK, well, how much can we be, you know, how much leeway can we provide? Right. With still feeling like they're getting, you know, good food. So for us, the, that battle has subsided quite a bit because the kids know that they still get it. Yeah. They just know now when. Right. You know, right. so it's not like, well, no, tonight we're not going to have it. Yeah. I mean, because that's what it was. It was like we'd have dinner and then they go, eh, tonight we're not going to do it. And then they go, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> so it's kind of like everything else that we're trying to do of putting them on a schedule. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that yeah. funny? The regimented. The military <laughs> house. Um, you will give me 20 push-ups as an ice cream, <laughs> yeah. sir. Yeah. So now they know like, okay, I'm going to have the good food before bad. And, okay. and I've even seen, it's funny, my kids were at a, we were at like a birthday party or something. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my daughter looks over at me with like a, um, a piece of broccoli in her, in her hand. And she's like, see dad, I mean, the good stuff. I was like, yeah, cause she, I knew she wanted to have ice cream or something, you know? So which is she dipped it in the ice cream. No, well, that, I wouldn't, wouldn't say that's not possible. Um, so it's just maybe thinking about, you know, regiment, some sort of regiment or some sort of like consistency yeah. of when that may happen. Now for some families, if you're okay with it, then you have dessert every day. Just for us, that's not, I didn't want it. It was a battle yeah. because we didn't always have it and you know, whatever. And so I just thought that that was something that, um, you know, made sense, at least for our family. Yeah. So, Mike, you know, what's funny. My grandparents, uh, I was raised partially by my grandparents when I was mm-hmm. like in between certain ages, I was like between six and 12. And my grandmother had a really good diplomatic way of dealing with that type of stuff. And so I, if I asked for something like a snack and, uh, it was like a sweet thing, she'd go, um, why don't you have a piece of fruit now? And then maybe later after dinner, <laughs> you can have this. And I go, oh, okay, you know, I just bought sure. grandma. And, and so, and she'd always have fruit in the house and very little. Of the Which craves some of the sugar. Yeah, cream. it does. Yeah, it yeah. subsides all that. And then also she would make certain types of desserts. So it wouldn't be like, there would just be cookies lying around. Right. It'd be like, she'd make a parfait right. for me and my grandfather. And my grandfather shouldn't be eating all the sweets either. either. <laughs> and she's diabetic. So oh, gosh, basically yeah. I got it. And then she, me and my grandpa would be like, yeah, ready for the dessert? <laughs> right, but right. we would get that once, in a, uh, once every other week or something. Yeah. So, I mean, there was dessert, sometimes maybe some ice cream or something. But, but it wasn't a huge part. It wasn't a huge part. And, right. and for the most part, yeah, if I wanted, I might get graham crackers. So is dessert part of your diet now? No. Yeah. It isn't. I, mean, I, I honestly don't or care your about girlfriend's dessert. Is- nope. No. I don't. I honestly, every once in a while, I do like ice cream, to be honest with yeah. you. But for the most part, I don't, you don't really keep it. It's not dessert. part of your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't incorporate dessert in my meals every single time. Got it. Like if I'm at a restaurant. Now, beer? Really totally dessert. different. Today. Beer is my dessert. <laughs> that's what I always say. It's like, no, no, that's fine. I had, I had a beer. I'm yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll have replace that. sugar with alcohol. I'll have that for dessert. So. <laughs> anyway, so that's the battlefield. So cool. that's cool. Let's move on to the mailbag. Mail, mail, mail. We got mail. So, Alan, I think you have, uh, this is from a, a, gr- a guy named Grant. Yeah. Had emailed us. Grant. Go yes. ahead. Yeah, it's a cool name. Um, Grant writes, my wife and I had our first child four months ago. Intimacy is pretty much gone. What can I do? <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, that's pretty. Straightforward. That's pretty straightforward. So and I'm wondering if it's his intimacy or hers, or I'm assuming hers. Well, here's the thing is, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I'm going to try to answer this without a lot of information. I wish we had Grant uh, on the phone. Stuff or happened. What should I do? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Intimacy is pretty much gone after four, or, you know, they're in the child, the child's four months. Well, so he obviously has expectations. <laughs> um, here's the thing is four months in is very chaotic. Um I would say that this is a common thing that I, you know, I've heard in the meetups and everything else where 
there's a, there's a couple reasons for him feeling like the intimacy is probably gone. I'll, well, time, it, I can imagine. Well, just being tired. T- tired. Yeah. Time. Um, the wife or significant other is just pretty hyper focused. Mm-hmm. You know, and could be all those things. Tired. How you know? Yeah. Her focus is really not so much. Hey, what can I do for him? <laughs> you know. Right. Especially if she's like nursing and everything else. It's not, <laughs> Let it's me just, care for something that just came out of my womb right, and please you at the right. same time. Like, um, yeah. My guess is, you know, that that's not necessarily an easy situation. Right. I know the other thing, too, is you have to make time for each other, which we've talked about in the past about going on a date. Yeah. And this is about the time where it's absolutely I mean, it's crucial before that. But like when you get to the three or four month mark. The child, you you start to feel a little bit better about leaving them, the child with someone, oh, you know, right, because yeah. you're you're getting that, like that comfort, infant. right? It's, it's like not just, a brand newborn, right. fresh out of the package, right? <laughs> so you start to feel a little bit more comfortable. So that date night is going. I mean, because the first thing about intimacy for women is that they need to connect outside the bedroom, right? In order to connect in the bedroom. It's, I'm, I'm generalizing here. Sure, I'm just saying sure. in, in general. Yeah, I can. Men are the opposite. Right. Men, in order to feel that closeness, need to feel the closest of the bedroom, and then they'll feel the closeness outside the bedroom. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's a total opposite. I mean, sure. that's light her fire stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that's really important. So, I for for Grant, I wouldn't focus so much on because I'm assuming he's meaning sex. You know, physical yeah. intimacy. Sure. I would focus on the mental intimacy part of it, you know, because mm-hmm. th- he's really going to be the have to be the one to, to do something here. And that's going to be the stop kind of thinking about what, you know, you can get from it. Yeah. And instead, probably just be more supportive, make a situation where you can allow her to get out of the house if this is their situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm guessing based on that, I mean, that it's sort of a tradition in a more traditional sense where the wife is at home with the baby all day. Mm. He's not getting much attention. I mean, this is very common. Sure, you know, sure. This is just yeah. a very, very common thing. And, and I guess you want to be sensitive to the wife's feelings, but simultaneously let her know, hey, you know, I ever miss our time together yeah why don't we uh, yeah so you got to uh, be careful too of just not saying hey hey, hey I'm, why aren't we having sex I, know, I want some <laughs> yeah um that's not going to go over well <laughs> so being supportive find out what her love yeah. language is if you don't know it already yeah. and and be there for I like her that love language yeah yeah no that's a good one that's it's good it's understanding what it is that she needs in order to feel that way and it may not happen right away but mm-hmm. you know the hope is it eventually it kicks in. Yeah, so good luck with that language. one, Grant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, that, no, that's not an easy one. No, it is. And I can't even imagine. I mean, it's bad enough when people have their own personal issues and they bring it to the table. Right. Let alone when there's a baby taking up your time and energy. And, and, and you're not getting as much sleep yeah, or whatever. That's yeah, that's just got to be. Yeah. A new, uh, a new well, the guy part. often feels left out, you know, and guys will talk to me about that. Like where they often feel... Uh, you know, they're just, they're not a focus. They're, they're right. not getting the attention that they had gotten before and then right. substituting by this baby who's now getting all the attention. Sure. So it's a hard, it's a hard place to be. And you've got to sort of understand the situation and put yourself in the other person's situation. Right. So, yeah. Um, so maybe do that grant and let us know how it goes. <laughs> and, uh, and not so many details like no. you've done. Yeah. 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 yeah no. <laughs> well, I'm glad he, you know, left I'm, out. Details. No, well, left out details, but I, I think this, this is an important topic. It's pretty interesting. That's why I chose this, this question, yeah. you know, from, from a couple of different ones, because it, I, I think it, it totally, you know, resonates. It's when sure. you, when you have a brand new baby, it's, 
it's tough. Yeah. You know, the intimacy part is definitely affected. Right. Right. Not for everybody, but a lot. Yeah. For a lot of people, generally speaking. Right. So that's, you know, that's our mailbag. Cool. Let's move on to supercharge. So for supercharge, I got a very cool mealtime. I'll call it a gadget. Oh, okay. This is a dinner tray. And it's funny because I was looking for something to help finicky eaters. (laughs) And it's interesting because my daughter was never picky with eating and all of a sudden has like hates everything. You know, I I think this could be a phase, you know, it's just like, do you think their palate changes at some point? It might, but our our tolerance changes. I mean, we've talked about where it's like, no, I don't like that. Okay, well, that's what's for dinner. We've gone over that many, many many times. Sure, Sure. So I came across this dinner tray and it's called the Fred and Friends Dinner Winner Kids Dinner Tray. Not a search engine optimized uh, title. (laughs) No, it isn't. Uh, But it's very interesting. So it's a tray (laughs) and it divides the food into eight portions, essentially. Okay. And has little things on the tray that says like, all right, first step. Okay, you're getting closer. Wow, good bite. You know, whatever it is. And like each one allows them to uncover when they eat the food. Okay. To then get to the goal, which is dessert, which is covered. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's funny because, I, I mean, one thing is I don't necessarily agree with the reward of being dessert, Eating but that's that's a common you, thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you eat all the other foods so you can have the one that's bad, but, you know. <laughs> but basically, though, it's, it's a very, very cool. I think my daughter might be a little too old for it. I think it's sure. more of like when you first start eating. Or maybe there's like a bracelet or something inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do something like that, but it's really cool because it's like this little track yeah, yeah. on the tray. Yeah. Um, we'll put a link to it it's on amazon That's it's like funny. you know it's pretty cheap it's like 11 12 bucks or something yeah like that. yeah but you know we'll put a link in on the, on this episode's page but it's cool it's it, i thought it was just a really good way you know to get them to eat because there's all kinds of things like you know forks shaped like airplanes and you know uh all kinds of like little gadgetry and stuff like that and i yeah. just thought that this was a really interesting way to put you know the meal together in that saying hey you know you're eating one now. Where's the next one? Where's the next one? Because right. you know, it's we've had some issues like that with just even the speed. Oh, I mean, uh, the child gets distracted, and it's like you know, 45 minutes later, it's like, come on, right? Just put that in yeah. your mouth. And I eat mean, it. I'm glad that you're chewing really, really slow because that's good for digestion. <laughs> Very thorough. But you know, what did I give your like, stomach some practice? I once learned, you know, you're supposed to chew each piece of food 20 times, or whatever. I I I need to practice that. Yeah, yeah. Like three know. at most. I have not lost a speed eating competition. <laughs> not quantity, but speed. Sure, sure. So anybody out there wants to challenge? Yeah, right. Bring it on. Um, but for supercharge, this was great. It was just, it's a mealtime sort of gadget or thing to kind of, you know, help you yeah. with maybe a finicky eater or somebody who's a little slow eating yeah. or whatever. So I always thought they, sh- I thought this was going to go this direction, but my grandma again, uh, rest in soul, she used to say, just have a little bit of no thank you helping. <laughs> yeah, totally. She got me to eat That's it because awesome. just yeah. have a little bit. And right. then I eat a little bit. Oh, the no thank you bite was all that we she did just, that all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I want to see that as part of the, like, what, like those eight sections and this is like the no one thing. says no thank you. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Dude, hey, th- write that down. Yeah, we 
got a patent pending. We will call it the Jason and Alan and Friends <laughs> Dinner Winner Kids. Yeah, dinner we'll, tray. we'll optimize that title better. They won't. They won't get upset if we just <laughs> if you just change a word. It's different. It's not, it's right? not Fred. All right. No, it's awesome. Great. Whoever created that is just that's cool. It's, it's cool. I'm guessing it's Fred and Friends. But I don't, <laughs> right. I don't it could know. be. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to a dad's debate. Dad's debate today is about the specific uh, labels on toys mm-hmm. for genders. Okay. We had been, we, this had come up before, and I think we had just talked about this briefly. And there was a recent New York Times article, and it was talking about, you know, that retailers are moving away from gender specific categorization of their toys. In other words, there's not a girl's aisle oh, and there's not a boy's aisle. It's a toy aisle. Okay. As well as things aren't necessarily all in pink for girls right. and things aren't blue, you know, for boys <laughs> or army Camouflage. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so so there's a couple things. And, and the reason this is a debate is I, I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, is this lame? Is it cool? Is it make sense? Is it does it or does it just not even matter? That's that could certainly be. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because it's a actually having both a boy and a girl. Yeah. I have an, you know, perspective on it. Um, so as an example, Target recently announced you know that there'll be no labels that say boys like this is a boys this and this is a girls this okay. so it's actually not you know oh, specifying it, on clothing uh i think it was on toys i'm not sure yet on clothing okay i believe it was on the toys but there is there are clothing that is now doing that yeah where and one of the comments was like if, if a guy wants to wear a woman's scarf let him wear a woman's scarf or you know what's sure. traditionally a woman's scarf if okay. you like the clothes that it's not necessarily meaning you know man or woman thing right now amazon which we all love no longer uses categories for toys that are boys and girls and i didn't realize that either they use ages yeah, I, I think you know, it's ages five to eight. Yeah, ages, no, like know. board games do that. Yeah, generally I mean, board games are for everybody, so they say okay, ages five. But now it's everything. So even if it's a doll, right, it doesn't matter. But I think it, I never. Maybe I don't. I could be wrong. It's a while since I bought a doll or a GI Joe figure. But like, what? What do they ever say for boys? Yeah, sure. Does GI Joe say for boys? Well, no, but it's a, um, we're talking about categorization. No, so, but I'm saying so that if you're if would, on a website, website and it says, okay, yeah, 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 for yeah, like Amazon, and it says, okay, you're under the you know five to ten year old section. Now, are you shopping for a boy or are you shopping for a girl? Right. Okay. You know, and then you're making that suggestion of seeing what the. I'm thinking about are. going to traditional brick and mortar stores. So like a Toys R Us, you walk yeah. down the aisle. They don't necessarily. I, I don't. But that's what Target is saying. They're not labeling like even the aisles or whatever else. But if you go into a Target now, there's definitely pink aisles. <laughs> Where there's a, all the princess stuff, and then that's just the fact that you know princess stuff happens to be pink, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's mixed. And then on the other side might be you know all green and blue stuff, which is army and whatever else. It's it, mm-hmm. it's pretty specific the colors and the things of what they're trying to attract. Oh sure for a gender yeah. So the whole point of this though is does that make sense? You know. Is that a positive thing? Right. I know. And then the other thing was like athletic wear is starting to blur the lines too, where like, you know, a shirt is a shirt. Mm-hmm. Now, 
That is a little bit strange to me because bodies are different. That's where I get into that. And also, I will say, you know, certain things enhance body parts for different genders. Yeah, with clothing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like a guy's shoulders, maybe accent versus a woman's, you know, chest or something. Yeah. Where, you know, but I think that... Well, that's men and women, not boys and girls. True. So body shapes are But I think they're even even talking about that also. Oh, they're trying to do that with men and women Uh, as well. I think so. Gotcha. It's the idea that it's just, this is the clothing. You know, I think that with athletic wear or even clothing and stuff, there, there's certainly things that are going to be more geared towards men and women. But yeah, that, yeah. it's the idea, I guess, when you're younger, too, of, and one of the comments, which I think this is great. So there was this, the story, one of them was a, a three-year-old, this man has a three-year-old, and the three-year-old wants son wants to dress up as Elsa from Frozen. From Frozen. Who's okay. a girl. <laughs> right. And he's like... Why can't, you know, why would people make fun of that? Or, you know, which I can see that some people might, uh-huh. but who cares? Yeah. Like if my son wants to dress up in that, I mean, I don't care. Right. Like it doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, they like the character. Yeah. You know, they're not thinking of it as a boy or a girl or whatever. Yeah. They're like, and that's kind of cool at that age to not think of that. Now, you know, I don't know what the ramifications are of that or whatever, but. You know, definitely as we were growing up, there's very big distinctions between what was boys' toys and what was girls' toys. Sure. And so they're talking about how that has become a little bit more blurred, you know, where, you know, they have a construction set. Now, do they have to have a pink construction set so that it's designated <laughs> as a girl? for girls. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't, now, but girls, are they conditioned to like pink more? You know? Right. And it's funny, I, I once Is saw... That a biological Yeah, thing? I once saw a, uh, a lecture. It was like the pinkification of America. Right. I loved it because it was talking about how horrible it is that, you know, things yeah. are becoming pink and everything else. <laughs> yeah. And like a woman has to identify with the external stuff. And I mean, it was just, it was really good about teaching young women and girl or young girls how, you know, the external stuff doesn't matter. Like the thing I saw with my, with my daughter... How I right. said, like, does this dress look great on me? Oh, right, right. And yeah. she's like, I know I look good on the inside, or I'm good yeah, on the I'm inside, good inside, but, but oh. does this dress cool? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and that's that's just something in, in this in this aspect is I think they're trying to just remove some of that, which I find interesting. I find it interesting, um, and I don't know where my take is on it, because honestly, I have a very, I feel like I'm a fairly liberal person and open-minded in a lot of ways, but I also have this thing about overdoing it. It's like removing gender labels. It's like, well, you're, you are that gender, though, and how well, do you identify? I'm not saying that you have a, you need to have a pink instruction set. I think that's silly. I think, um, you know, girls can play with army boys, and, and boys can play with dolls. That's fine. But to say, like, I don't know, to... But that's part of it is the categorization. And I guess that's where I'm going, okay, that's fine. That's cool. But then they get into a little too far far with the clothing and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, celebrate the differences. Like, I don't, I'm not saying you have to wear pink all the time, but the shirts might be, like you said, they might be geared towards certain body types. And unfortunately, we all grow up differently. We have different sizes and boys grow up faster and muscular faster. And, but sometimes girls grow up faster. Right. And they get more mature faster. And that means other things. But you said as an example, like, you know, you don't care if the child, let's say a boy is playing with a doll. Right. And let's say it's a princess doll. I don't know, whatever. But if that princess doll is categorized as a girl item Mm -hmm. and it's in the girl section and it's pink, Mm -hmm. is that, is there an effect on the child as a result of that thinking, Oh wow! I'm playing with something that is traditionally a girl's. 
Yes. I'm different because I'm supposed to be playing with boy stuff. And yes. And I think, but what they're trying to, what they're saying is that by removing that. Right. It doesn't matter then if the boy wants to play with the, the doll because the doll is not considered a girl item. Right. It's considered a child item. A child item is a toy. And I think that's the purpose of it. It's like that it doesn't matter whether it's the doll or the construction set or whatever, what is traditionally boy-girl roles. It's like these are just toys. Mm-hmm. We don't care who plays with them. I think the adults are the ones reinforcing that. Oh, of course. Idea. I think the kids don't care. Because the thing is, I mean, granted, when they get older, they get a little more Well, but sensitive. I can tell you, like, my daughter prefers pink. Yeah. Now, yeah. There, there was things influencing that, maybe from a young age. It's, I mean, we, they come out of the womb, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a girl, and everyone's buying pink stuff for her. Right, for one. I mean, that's... Then you, anything out there in the media or people around you, there's... The yeah, I mean, it's pink. You know, girls are the pink and purple and the yellow or whatever. The artist pink. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the boys are the blues and yeah. the greens and the brown. You know, yeah. that's just something that happens. It's like, oh, hey, what, are we, what color are we going to go for for the room? Right. You know, when we paint the room for the child. Well, right. what gender are they? Right. That's like, really? Does that matter? Who cares? Right. But that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. As yeah. As and I, I get that. Out. I just, I just don't want it to go so far out of there. Well, there's no such thing as gender. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, but that's happening in the media too. No, I get that too, but I think that's ridiculous. Right. And see, the thing is, that's why I, when the lines get too pulled, they, they go too far with it. And it's like, instead of like celebrating differences, no, everyone's equal. No one has any color lines and no one has any gender lines. What are you talking about? Right. Of course they do, but be cool with it. We understand that. Hey, I understand that you're a little different and I'm a different. We're both different and let's hang out. Right. I like that difference. Well, you also, you know, you have a minority yourself or you are a minority yourself. Yeah, I'm blended with three different people. Yeah, and I've, I mean, I've grown (laughs) up, I was in a, you know, I had a different religion than everybody around Mm -hmm. me and stuff. I mean, so... I think you have a different perspective when you are not the majority. Sure. You know, I, I, at least that's how I always viewed it. I was always, I always felt like maybe a little bit more compassion Mm -hmm. or something for people who were different because I felt different. Sure. You know, even though I may not outwardly look it. Right. You know, I wasn't celebrating the same thing as everybody else or, you know, I was doing that. So that was something that. You know, it's just interesting. It's a broader topic, but, yeah. you know, bringing that into play, you have a little bit more perspective, I think, of just like, yeah, just celebrate the differences. That's cool. Yeah. And no. You and I, as a kid, you want to fit in. Right. And then as I got older, I realized that that difference actually shaped me, quote unquote, as a better person, I would hope. Right. Because I was able to kind of. Well, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> it seems to work out. Okay? Yes, exactly. So, well, cool. Let's uh, we'll close out the dad's debate. Cool. And we're going to finalize everything here with. Actually, two quotes of the day from uh, some e-cards. Yeah. And uh, so let's do that. Cool. The first one is, this is what uh, a parent saying this to a child. You're making it difficult for me to be the parent I always imagined I would be. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's good. And then the second one is, uh, when my kids grow up, I'm going to their house to break their stuff, eat all their food, make a huge mess, say I'm bored, and then just leave. <laughs> I, can, I know some people that probably relate to that. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, that's another episode of uh, Dudes to Dads. What we uh, would appreciate is uh, going to either Stitcher or mm-hmm. iTunes, giving us a five-star review, telling your friends about us. Yeah. Maybe uh, Pass the word Facebook, along. Twitter, you know, yeah. share it. Share the episodes. Mm-hmm 
shows that we have. Sure. Uh, follow us, like us. We'd, we'd always appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, any other final? Uh, no, email us at podcast at dudesadads.com. That's and, right. Uh, or go to any social media channel for the most part and check us out. Sounds good. Yeah. And with that, we will see you. See ya. See ya.